Hey everyone, it's LPJ. I hope you've been enjoying our show and the other podcasts on GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can support us at either the $1 or $5 tier. If you become a patron at $5, you can get a ton of additional content, including the post credit scene, our monthly Patreon show. Thanks for your support, and hasta la vista, baby. Ali and Frazier. Tyson and Holyfield, McGregor and Mayweather, none of those compare to the greatest battle of all time, Freddy versus Jason. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel need... Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the last action podcast. It is I, the Sphinx, and LPJ. I mean, well, Hovercraft Joe is here. <laughs> I know. We have a special guest. I know, but I... We're talking about a movie that the special guest picked. This is our this is our Halloween episode. I know, but you won't go away. You need to get excited. Can Jason kill you? You want to know why I won't go away? Because, did you know... Because you fucking haunt my dreams like Freddy Krueger? <laughs> my first name is Jason. My middle name is Fred. <laughs> no exaggeration. It all fucking makes sense now. It all makes sense. Yep. Hovercraft Joe, how are you? I am great. I'm excited about our guests. I'm excited about the movie. I'm going to break the fourth wall and tell everyone we're recording this on Friday the 13th. Oh, we are indeed. So I am pretty stoked. The stars have aligned. Yeah, for sure. And our special guest uh, for today's episode is the one, the only, the Deadite Knight. Hello. <laughs> I am extremely excited to be here, and what I'm even more excited for is a year in the making. I said I was going to do it. You two don't know, but LPJ and I already coordinated. We're actually here to talk about The Crow Salvation. That's right, The Crow Salvation, you guys. Fuck you guys. Mark DeCasos and The Crow Salvation. The chairman from Iron Chef himself, Mark DeCasos. Uh, if you listen to last year's Halloween special, we did The Crow, and we were punishing Sphinx by saying, we're oh doing this, The Crow sequel next year. I, I feel really punked. I like The Crow. I, I, I want to watch The Crow Salvation. Until, what's the most recent movie we just did? Until Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> the Crow was the worst fucking movie I had to do for this podcast. Really? You hate Dick Tracy? I didn't listen to that episode yet. Oh my oh, god. That episode, that episode it's was so Oh, good. fucking bad. It was a great episode. Rewatching it, you will not enjoy it. These two don't know what I'm they're I'm not even going to sit here and act like I liked it the first time. <laughs> exactly, right? We are doing, uh, did we even establish what we're doing here? I guess uh, Deadite did for the most part, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, we're doing Freddy vs. Jason here, okay? Yeah, 2003's Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. So, <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. Do you want to start or... Well, I guess we should start with kind of our experiences with this film. Yes. You know, first time around. And we can start with good old Deadite here. My first viewing of Freddy vs. Jason, I would guess, was in the spring of 2004, uh, as I was not old enough to go see it in theaters. 
<laughs> so I, yep. I, I specifically remember, you know, which friends I was hanging out with, and we rented it and watched it. And at the time, I loved A Nightmare on Elm Street. It was my favorite horror movie even back then. And I had seen, I went, want to say about four of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And I'd only seen like one or two of the Friday 13th, so I was... Still back then, fully on board with all things Freddy, and I, I had a great time watching it then, and guess what? When I watched it two nights ago, on my projector, under my gazebo, <laughs> in my backyard, I still had the thrill of a lifetime. I was so jealous seeing that picture. Yeah. Yeah. You sent us that picture, and I was like, oh, man. I'm not going to lie. If my wife wasn't considering it sort of a date night, I definitely would have at least messages you because you live so close to me. I know. I, I, you know what? I think I heard you watching it from my house. Yeah, yeah. It's very possible. What a hell of a date night movie right there. <laughs> the date was the projector was set up, okay. and I got to pick the movie because I was like, I got to watch it this week. So. Fair enough. Um. What was I think you and I saw it in the theater? Yeah, we definitely think, saw not it. Not opening theaters. night, but it was right around opening. Yeah, night. we we definitely saw it when it came out for sure. Um, I mean, I I we going back a ways. You know, we've always been. You know, we used to watch a lot of the horror movies. We were we were big uh, Jason Voorhees fans. Oh yeah, watched all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah. So you know, a few of the Nightmare on Elm Street, but I definitely was more in the camp of Jason. So when this came out, and this is like, and we'll get into it a little more, but this is a movie that was talked about like happening for so long, and they were trying to make happen for so long that when it finally came to fruition, it was like, well, shit, gotta check this out. Well, I think the original script was written in like nineteen ninety. Yeah, maybe even a little earlier. I think that. I saw even earlier in that, like mid, like uh, maybe like eighty seven. Eighty seven is when, the, when they started floating around the idea. There was a, that's when the studio, I believe, started listening to the fan uh, interest in the film. Sure. Uh, for me, so I mean, Dada, it's special that you're here because uh, a year ago I told you I was wanting to get interested in, in horror movies uh, that I have no real watch of them at all like they, they just never did much for me apart from like the shining and maybe something else i, I can't even think of it right now Sounds like lands still haven't even seen that uh which i really want to um i i just don't this was a genre that never meant much to me and i never went out of my way uh to want to see them so it was last year um i did uh, a blog i did a blog um for five different horror movies some classics and one of them included friday the 13th um, the first one, and then Nightmare on Elm Street, the original as well. And of the two, I, I liked them both. I liked um, I watched it at Deadite's house. Um, I, I liked Friday the fir- 13th more, mm-hmm. uh, the original, which, again, I was surprised with how that one is very different from all the other Fridays. And this is the first time I actually see Jason in the hockey mask because uh, <laughs> I still have not seen any of the other Nightmare um, or Friday the 13th well, movies. Well, don't start with Jason X. <laughs> Or what's what? one like? Is so good. Or like takes Manhattan? Did oh, I see that yeah. one? Too. Yeah, dude, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good too. That one's sweet. Yeah, he punches the guy's head off. It's the, true. Here's the important thing about <laughs> Jason X and Jason takes Manhattan: you have as much fun watching it as you're willing to have. That's yeah. true. That's that the truth. One hundred percent true. If you yeah. want to have a good time and you're willing to have a good time, you will have a good time. Because I think Jason X was the first one we saw in the theater. The first Friday. The 13th that would make sense. Yeah, based on when they came out. Because I think even Jason Takes Manhattan is like late eighties, maybe yeah. or eighty seven, maybe. So that would make sense. Yeah, we didn't see we didn't see Jason Goes to Hell in the theater. No, that was still too young for us to yeah. see in theaters. So, 
So this was my first time watching it. Uh, it was actually <laughs> yesterday. So <laughs> had to get this one on Amazon, though. No. Was, this one was not at the Canton Public Library <laughs> for I mean, some pretty obvious reasons, I would say. If I knew, I own two DVD copies <laughs> of this movie. Oh, yeah, man. I definitely pulled out my uh, two disc special edition copy of this to watch. I think I own it. I ended up. I ended up just getting it on Voodoo because I can get it for like two bucks. Yeah. Money like, is nothing for LPJ. He's yeah, just like, whatever, you know. I'm just going to buy it. I might have it on a shelf that's like directly to my left, but no thanks. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got two things we're going to do. First off, I'm going to read off the taglines for Freddy versus Jason. All right. Are we supposed to guess if they're true or not? No, I just want us to comment <laughs> on either how great they are or how horrible they are. The first one. I'm going to do it in the voice too, right? The Slicer. The Dicer. And this time, they're not any nicer. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was, that's real bad. I was, before you started reading these, I was ready to full born say they were all genius. <laughs> I was ready to ride the, ride the wave on this one. And then you, you came in with that, and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> this one's worse. Freddy versus Jason. Place your bets. That's not worse. That one's not worse. That's that's not really? Worse. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was horrible. <laughs> Uh, a fright to the death. <laughs> um, I like the pun. Winner kills all. Uh, I like that one, that actually. Bad, yeah. <laughs> evil will battle evil. <laughs> Why are there so many taglines? <laughs> There's like three more. <laughs> Even a killer has something to fear. Mm. Eh, that it's one. not bad. When the son of a hundred maniacs battles an unstoppable killing machine, none will survive. The son of a hundred maniacs? <laughs> yes, because in uh, that might have been number four. He really starts. Freddie starts getting that moniker because you find out that his mother. Spoiler alert! If you want to watch any of those really bad <laughs> nightmares in the middle, uh, you find out. His mother, Catherine Kruger, I think that was his mother's name, uh, or his daughter, I, I can't remember. I haven't, I haven't watched the bad ones in a while, um, was a nun, uh, oh no, a nurse or whatever. She she got assaulted by a hundred inmates Ooh, in a mental boy. facility, oh. and that's how Freddy was conceived. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hey, go back and watch those. <laughs> now, now I have to go back and watch them, because I, I can't recall the details of the canon of Freddy. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, Jason's at your door. That one, I think, that is the good. best one. I like that one. It's a little long for you, yeah. but it's still good. It's the last one, so that's what we got. And now it's time. So the Place Your Bets one is good, because before the release, they did a actual weigh-in. In Vegas, what? I remember that. Actually, yeah, they, they had they had Robert England and whatever the name of the guy that played Jason in this one in full makeup and everything, and they did a like a boxing weigh in and a press conference. Oh lord, I remember that. Ken yeah. Kersinger, yeah, Ken Kersinger. All right, letting in round time. Let's do this. Now I really tried hard on these ones because I know how much of a fan Deadite is. So we'll see if uh, you two can stump him first or anything like that. We ready to go? Yep. All right. The first one, though, I think people are going to get really quick. How tall is Ken Kersinger? 6'5". Six six five. Five. Yep. What other movie was filming at Camp Crystal Lake at the X2, exact same X2, time? X2, 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 X2 United. Ooh, I knew it. How many scripts were initially submitted? Is it 12? 17. Yeah, it was 17. How much fake blood was used according yards. to... Ooh, boy, you guys we watched all. the same YouTube video earlier today. 
Which famous wrestler was one of Robert oh. England's stunt doubles? Oh, that Ray was, Mysterio that, Jr. That was going to be if, if, if I had a mystery question, because I honestly didn't know I, that until this week, researching for the movie. Yeah, Same that was, here. That was wild. I did not know that either, and then I read it, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Which year in the 1980s did not have a Friday or Elm Street movie? Oh, I, I saw this. I'm going to say it was 87? No. 88, I think. No. 86. No. <laughs> 83. Oh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because Nightmare didn't start till 84. Yep. Uh, what other famous crossover came out a year later in 2004? Alien, Alien vs. Predator. Predator. Yep. <laughs> Another sequel came out the same year that had its first movie released the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street. So 84 is the hint. We've done this movie. <laughs> Wait. What's the question? Another sequel came out in 2003. Okay. And its first movie came out the same year that Nightmare on Elm Street first debuted. So in 84. Yep. So they both had sequels in 03. Is that when T3 came out? That is oh. correct. It's Terminator. Oh, wow. Nice. Yep. Nice. <clears throat> and then finally, what famous event happened the weekend the movie came out in our area? I thought this was interesting. Oh, it was the blackout, right? It was the blackout. Yeah, right. The East Coast blackout, yeah. yeah. So the Eastern Seaboard actually couldn't watch this movie the first <laughs> weekend because the blackout was like two days, something like that. So we well, definitely yeah, didn't see that. We definitely didn't see it on opening night then. No. <laughs> nope. So, well, I guess I don't remember what day it was, but from what I was reading, it said that many no, people was, couldn't see it the first weekend. Yeah, I feel like it was a, like a Thursday through like, well, Thursday through like Sunday, I think. Yeah, I don't right? think it was that long, but I thought it was long. I thought it was a couple of days. It said it said in some places it took days. Yeah. So I definitely remember like going to bed with candlelight. So <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I have a pop quiz. We'll just do it right now. Pop quiz, hot shot. That was kind of cool. How many so. times does Freddy say bitch? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Twelve? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not that much. Uh, I was gonna go seven. Eight. Six. Oh. But still. <laughs> says it a lot and he says it like real mean like too so so i was tempted to do the intro of the show in my best freddy impression i practiced it on the drive to the studio i ended up sounding like vince mcmahon <laughs> well now i want to hear it though no, no, no. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> very you're fired fired <laughs> freddy versus jason <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh so boy. I guess we'll buzz through some of the numbers on this thing. Uh, release date, August 13th, 2003, which we talked about a little bit. Uh, budget on this thing of $25 million, uh, A domestic gross of $82 million, Wow. And a worldwide of $114 million. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's crazy that there wasn't like a sequel to this, right? It, it's it's still one of the highest grossing R-rated movies. Yeah, you're right. It probably is. Yeah, it's like, it's like in the top twenty. It's low. It's in the low teen, high teens, or whatever. But but that but I mean that's crazy though. Considering I mean 2003, that was a while ago now that it's yeah. still up there. So it it's it's wild that this was never. I mean like both franchises really haven't. I mean I think they both had like remakes and stuff like that, but they haven't. With how much money this made, do you think they would have capitalized on it more? I was going to say, from what I was reading, it kind of sounded like after this film, they both franchises kind of rebooted. Does that sound yeah. about right? Yeah. So In maybe 2009 and 2010, perspective, respectively, they did Friday the 13th was in 2009, then Freddy was uh, 2010. So yeah. who's the new Freddy Krueger? Because I saw this was also Jack, uh, England's last one. Right? Jackie Earl Haley played Freddy in the reboot. That's Roshack. 
famously from Watchmen. Right. A lot oh. of people know him from that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, but they, they haven't done anything else after that. No, there there was rumors that there was going to be a found footage hand cam Friday the Thirteenth. That I mean, rumors have been around for that. F- Pretty much since t- 2009 when the last remake happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Friday the 13th, I mean, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has been rumored to be rebooted again, but I haven't heard too much more about that. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, the top grossing movies of 2003, I'll just buzz through them because you guys, it'll be, I don't want to take the time to guess. Uh, number one, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Okay. Number two, Finding Nemo. Number three is Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. All hot films. Uh, uh, That's the first one, isn't it? Uh, I believe yes, so. Yeah. Freddie and Jason came in at 35, um, and we have done one other movie on this podcast uh, that's on the top 100. Number 63, any guesses? Is it 2003? Yeah. I think it's Taken. It is not. No? No. Okay. It's one that you- Black Hawk Down? It's one that you were not no. here for, Sphinx. Oh. Uh, uh, 2003 that he wasn't here think, for. I mean, like the, the talk of all this wrestling is kind of appropriate for this movie that we covered. It's the rundown. Oh, the rundown with the Man, rock. That's I, right. Oh, I do go. love the rundown. That, <laughs> that came in 63 that year. So, gotcha. Uh, and Rotten Tomatoes on this is <laughs> uh, 41%. Okay. And an audience score of 50%. Yeah, that makes oh. sense. So the audience is stupid. It should be uh, <laughs> a minimum 79%. <laughs> uh, do we want to go right through uh, our net worths? Or yeah. Do we go through? I don't. Do we really have to go through the cast? I mean, I guess there's like four people I would bring up, unless there are others. Well, well I mean, it's kind of again, again though, the genre cast. is not me. So, well, I mean, obviously, we talked about uh, uh, Robert England playing Freddy. Yep. Who, yeah. uh, and we've talked about Ken Kurzinger playing Jason. Yeah. Who, which this was his first time doing, and that, that. was first kind of the only. big thing because it, it it was you know you'd think it would be Kane Hodder who kind of popularized the role later on in the films. Um, but they wanted someone taller, right? They but he's not—he's like two inches taller. That's the weird thing. Yeah, no, Kane he's not no, small. No, no, he's way taller. From no. what I read, Robert England is five ten. Chris is six five. Kane Hoddard is six oh, three. Oh, the first Jason, yeah, no, yeah or the Kane, or the Jason that takes over. Yeah, yeah. Kane did uh, Jason from five, I believe, until ten. Yeah, okay. So he did five of the movies and. Um, is you know celebrated as the favorite by the fans, and I I will at least say watch every time I watch back Freddy versus Jason, I do wish it was Kane Hunter just because of like Kane Hunter would t- would take moments to like breathe and sort of Hulk, and there there was a different presence to what he what he brought to the character. Yeah, that you know the. I keep forgetting his name because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the guy in Freddy versus Jason, it's it's super stoic. You don't have mm-hmm. that. Life to the character exactly. So and so, I did prefer Kane Hodder. It took me a long time to come to that, like agreeing, being in everyone's camp with that one because I was like, oh no, it's fine when I was younger, and now when I watch it when I'm older, I go, man, it would have been better if it was Kane. So, yeah. do you know then what's the why didn't it? I mean, was it really just because of yeah. height, or That's was there was. something That's else behind? That's that was they said. Really, yeah, all the stuff I saw was just because they thought they needed a more and imposing they the figure. Extra two inches. Hmm. So, I feel like maybe there's something more to that story that maybe uh, we'll find out one day. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but we also have uh, Monica Kina. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Lori. Uh, playing Lori. Uh, Kelly Rowland <laughs> playing well, Kia. Let me just say, she's not a survivor. She didn't make <laughs> it. Can we, can we go back to Monica real quick? Yeah. Uh, we could pop quiz it if you want. Pop quiz, hot shot. What early 2000 sitcom was she on? 
sitcom. Oh, oh I have no idea. Shoot. I, I feel like I saw it like a Seventh Heaven or something like that. Well, she was on Dawson's Creek. I'll throw this out there. It was a Judd Apatow show. Oh, oh uh, Freaks, Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. No. Oh, um, ah, uh, what was that one where they with uh, the, the college one? Also, the, Starling Undeclared. Star- Undeclared. Charlie Hunnam was on that as well. Oh, from Sons of Anarchy. Yes, Undeclared. I yeah. love that show. Yeah, this is a good show. Yeah, she's in that one. <laughs> um, so we also have uh, Jason Ritter as Will. Uh, I Son got of John Ritter. Right. Correct. I got uh, Brendan Fletcher as Mark, and I also wrote down Catherine Isabella as Git. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. others too, like Lachlan Monroe as a character actor. A lot of these people are like famous Canadian can- uh, character actors because this was filmed in, I think, Vancouver, mm-hmm. I would assume. Uh, so there's a lot of Canadian actors in this. And then it's directed by Ronnie Yu, which I just, he's famous more for Hong Kong stuff, right? From what I read? Or am I yeah, no, you're off right. my rocker there? Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, he did direct Bride of Chucky, so... <laughs> Did he? I, I, yeah. I don't know. Right? Uh, when I, just, that's that's one of the ones I... That yeah. and that uh, Samuel L. Jackson movie, Formula 51, which I've yeah. never seen. But he did but, a lot of the... He did a bunch of Jet Li movies. Okay. He sounds kind of like a creeper. Do you hear the story about the one girl that he yeah, hired? Gib. The one with the hat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Catherine Isabel. Yeah, he kind of like... He hired her, it was like, and she kind of was like, well, I don't want to be naked. He's like, okay. But then when it... Finally came to actually doing the movie. He's like, "Yeah, I want you naked." Yeah, and she's like, "No." And I guess he like was really pressing her on it, and finally they just used a naked chick. Stunt yeah, double. body double. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to do those net worths now? Yes. All right. So let's start with Monica Kina. What do you think for her? Five million. Okay. I'll say ten. She. I saw her IMDb had a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm gonna say half a million. <laughs> uh, Five hundred thousand. <000. laughs> oh, Monica Keaton super fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was clearly. twenty times off. <laughs> uh, okay, Jason Ritter. Oh, uh, he. I'm gonna say ten million for him. I, is he in other stuff? I have no idea. Yeah, he's uh, been. He has been a couple couple different TV shows. I'm gonna say three hundred thousand. Okay. I'm gonna say he's got uh, that. He's got that. Dad is dead money. I'm gonna say 1.2. Oh my god, uh, si- <laughs> six million. That was oh, close. Okay, okay. Uh, I, this is not my round. Next, Kelly Rowland. <laughs> oh, she's that Destiny she's, Child money though. She's yeah. got to be huge. I'm gonna. I'm bet. gonna say 200 million. <laughs> oh, I would not. Okay. What's Beyonce What is this? Madonna? Wait, 200, 200 million yen. <laughs> like what are we talking about? There's a big here? difference between Jesus Kelly Rowland money and, and Beyonce. Beyonce. No, you know what? I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. 200 million for Tia. <laughs> okay, Sphinx. I, 20 million. Okay. 12. 20 million. Woo! That was way off. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 200. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then finally, uh, Robert England. What do you think for Freddy Krueger himself? <laughs> well, Kelly Rowland makes stuff. Um, Man, what is, what is, what is Bobby E got? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be that much. I'll say 15. Okay. 25. What's important to wonder is what sort of merchandising deal does the man have? Sure. Mm-hmm. Let, let me let me as a lifelong Freddy Krueger fan. Let me go high and put my man at forty five. Uh, sixteen million. Okay. Oh, I was one million off. Yeah, we were yeah. pretty close. So. I redeemed myself. And that, that is all I did. I just I, wanted good things for Bob. I I desperately searched for a network for Ken Kurzinger, but I could not find an accurate one. He got to keep the machete. <laughs> yeah. Like like <laughs> <laughs> just at homeless. Like I found a couple different listings, but they were all so wildly different that I was like, all right, I'm just gonna put this one to bed. Does Jason speak in any of the other Friday movies or no? 
doesn't feed uh, any of the frame. I mean, if you no, count like quiet. screaming while the child's drowning. Yeah, know? or in the eighth one when he gets turned into a child for some reason before he gets hit by that toxic wave at the end of it, and he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, mommy, don't let me drown. Yeah. Okay. The eighth one's weird. So no, That's super weird. no, Jason doesn't talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's uh, slow. Let's get into the, uh, the the plot here. Well, I, I do have one other thing. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get rid of these hiccups right now. They're <laughs> killing me at the moment. I wrote Maybe down. Maybe it's from the beer. I don't know. <laughs> Could be for the beer or the laughter. Could be a little bit both. It's good. Uh, so I read some of these draft ideas for oh this movie. Oh my gosh. I was going to say. <laughs> I, right. And I have some of them too. Like, I, I want to read some of these. Yeah, go ahead. They're that good. All right. One of them. Freddie raped and had sex with Jason's mom. Uh, so therefore, he was going to be Jason's dad. I saw that. <laughs> that was a plot idea. Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Freddie worked at the camp in the past, uh, molested Jason when he was a boy there, or assisted in the drowning. I actually like that one. I think I would have liked that movie better. So the the thing, there's a, there's a interesting thing, like, they've always had to kind of elude that Freddie molested the hell out of these kids. Yeah. Um, that's too extreme for me. I've always been on the board, like, make Freddie darker. If the story was, hey, Freddie molested Jason, and that's why they're fighting later in life, that's too far for even me. Yeah. And that's actually what they said. They said yeah. that's way too dark. <laughs> it's too dark even The for next me. one's my favorite, though. Medieval times, Freddie versus Jason. <laughs> medieval times? It was going to be a medieval time, time script. I can't get rid of these hiccups. Number f- w- would have made a hu- hundreds of millions more. That would have been an incredible <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, another one they were going to start at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, and Jason was going to be uh, arrested. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I, I saw that one. And they, 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 I saw that one. That one is crazy because they're like, yeah, he gets arrested at the beginning. And then the majority of the screenplay <laughs> was him on trial. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where does Freddie like, come in? Like in a courtroom. <laughs> like it's like Jason versus the United States of America at that point. Yeah. yeah that was that was an idea. Yeah. Well, but, that would explain why the FBI went after him. Yeah. <laughs> And then the last one I had down was they were going to do it on the eve of the millennium if they would have been able to do it earlier. Well, and here's some of the quick hits that I have for things that were in the scripts I didn't use. So uh, one, this is such a random thing. It says one featured Jason driving a Subaru. Uh, One says... One says, oh, I wanted to be a Subaru wagon, and he just got if the whole back is just full of bodies. <laughs> it's just an ad for how many dead bodies you can fit in a Subaru. They're actually hanging outside like the, the trunk. Yeah. It says, One, uh, Freddy killed a girl by turning into a giant lobster and flash steaming her. J- <laughs> Jason killing a man by shoving a shotgun up his rear. I would have liked to see that. A Freddy worshiping cult called the Fredheads. Lizard people living in the dream world. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I like this one. Freddy summoning Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, and John Wayne Gacy to aid in the fight against Jason. But also we had... Also uh, pretty dark because those people were real and murdered people. Yeah. Other things. Apparently one featured Freddy peeing on the Holy Grail. Uh... <laughs> A boxing scene one. and a hockey scene. Uh, I don't get this one. It says, Freddy gets beamed by a satellite ray into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Have you seen Danny Boyle's sunshine? Because it's basically oh. Freddy Krueger on a spaceship. <laughs> and then a burnt up guy murdering people. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and it also says at one point, Freddy would have to collect 13 dream demons to collect his powers. Is that a Scooby-Doo series? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and a lot of them seem to... Run already? 
<laughs> and a lot of the early scripts, they seem to want to bring back characters from the other movies, like Tommy Jarvis, who is a big character in the uh, Friday the 13th, and the main person from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, whose uh, name is eluding me. Oh, now. Nancy. Nancy. Nancy Thompson. Yeah, I Played think by so. Heather Langenkamp. So... But it's like crazy. Like we could have done a whole episode with just these ideas for scripts that got like <laughs> shit canned because it's crazy to think of some of the stuff they threw out there. I mean, what they came up with was pretty good. Absolutely, in comparison. Yeah, I mean, it, it made sense more more than anything. Okay, I think it, I think it's for what the movie is. I think they did a pretty good job tying it together. Yeah, I agree. Before, can I ask one thing before we run through this plot? With with Deadite being our resident Freddy Krueger expert and me being kind of a casual fan of it, and I was a little confused by it in this movie, but could you simply explain to me exactly Freddy's powers? Like, how do they work? So, <laughs> again, I'm going to have to take some, some recollection um, from the recalling details from the by far the worst movie in either series, Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead from 1990. Is that the one with Roseanne in it? Yes. <laughs> and Tom Arnold, both in that one. Oh, um, while Freddy was murdered and on his way to hell, he was approached by Greek dream demons who, deeming him the most evil person to ever exist, sorry, Hitler, <laughs> gave him the power over the dream world so he could live on and terrorize people. Okay. So... That's where he got the power as the dream master to control and manipulate the dream world and eventually murder people. Okay. That makes enough. I mean, I would say that makes sense, but it, it doesn't. In, no. the, in the context of these movies, it makes enough sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. I was just curious about that being more of a uh, Jason fan myself that I wasn't familiar with his background. So now we got it. Fair it's enough. one of those things that the more mysterious Freddy, the less mysterious he got over time. The less interesting the character got over yeah. time, like yeah, that makes sense. The early films where it was very mis- mysterious. Why is this person able to murder people in their dreams? Very interesting. When they try to give it a deep backstory, it just got less fun for everyone. Fair enough. Uh, I do like kind of getting to the start of the movie. I like how Freddy is kind of narrating, yeah, um, the the events that have taken place, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to this film. Uh, I think there's even clips from the previous movies. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what some of those are. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately he says um, that the the town is trying to forget about him. And because of that, he can no longer draw the power of being able to go into people's dreams. Is that correct? Yeah. Wasn't that that a plot point of one of the previous movies? Like the hypnosil and all that stuff? Yeah. uh, 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 A plot thread throughout the Nightmare on Elm Street series is if people don't remember Freddy, then he fades away. He loses his strength and his power, so he's always trying to do different things to be remembered. And this was the the movie where they really hit hard on that, but that is sort of like a, if you don't pay attention to him, if you don't fear him, it's really about fear more than remembering. If you don't fear him, he doesn't have power. Right, and that's where kind of the movie opens with, like you said, yeah. Freddy giving that narration and that they've all forgotten him, so he has no power because... No one's, no one knows him. No one remembers who he is. So they're not fearing him. So he has no power. So his plan is like, he's like, well, I, he's, I think he says like how he had to go into like the darkest, like deepest bowels of hell. And he, he finds Jason there and he's like, well, I'm going to bring Jason back, send him to Elm Street to start killing people. They'll think it's me. They'll start remembering me and then I'll get my power back. Yeah. 
which one of the cool things I thought right off the bat was when they finally have Jason come to life. Like they they did a great job with just how like rotten like his body oh, was. Yeah. You know, like he was so like mm-hmm. like decomposed and stuff. Like it's I think you could see his heart and stuff, and it, it was it was pretty cool. And, yeah. of, and of course, you got to start the first murder off with a naked chick running around. Right? Yeah, I like the idea that in hell, Jason just gets to be at the camp killing people all the time yeah. <laughs> because Freddie shows up to him. As uh, Mrs. Voorhees, right, and and commands Jason to go to Elm Street and tells him to kill all the kids there. Which I guess they did invite um, the the actress that was Freddie's mom from yes. the ori- or uh, Jason's mom from the original, and she didn't want to do it because she didn't like how much um, of a role she was going to have in the film. She <laughs> wanted more to do. Which it's like it's called Freddy vs. Jason. So no, play your part and move on. So I can see why I told her no. <laughs> so, and then it kind of gets us right into the teenagers, right? Right. So it's uh, three girls, uh, and they're playing uh, kill fuck Mary, <laughs> which I'm gonna bring this up. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna play our own version of kill fuck Mary. Why are you staring at me? <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of staring at everyone. You know, you were mostly staring at him, but yeah. let's move on with the segment. <laughs> All right. You guys have to decide. Okay. Oh, boy. The choices are Chops, <laughs> Craig, and Jason Parks. No. So our friends? Why are with our friends that also do friends. shows here? I am opting out of this contest. <laughs> I'm opting out, too. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, someone's got to play along. It's my the, my two weeks in improv class. You just say yes. Um, oh man, I'm 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 gonna have to kill Craig because Craig would kill me. Uh, I guess I'm gonna get get good and dirty with Jay, <laughs> aka Grim, and of course I'll marry Chops because he's a sweet boy. <laughs> That's my same list too. Look at that. that That'd was, be my same list, but it's weird because it's my brother. Yeah, it's way weirder. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I thought this was gonna be like, okay, Freddie, Jason, and Michael Myers. <laughs> See, nope. It's, it's really interesting because like I would have objected if he's like the girls in the movie. I'm like, nope, I'm not trying to get beat by my wife. <laughs> like, we're not playing this game. But you're like, dudes that we know they do podcasts with us, like, let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, <laughs> All right, I'm done. Weirdo. <laughs> This is a good time to say that I feel like every character in this movie is just an awful person. Yeah. yeah right? Like, there's much. no one really likable in this movie. Well, Jason what Ritter. About, what about the officer that dies? He okay. tries to help the girls. Him yeah. and, and Jason and Ritter. But, like, Kelly Rowland's awful in yeah. this. Like, yeah, her she uses th- that super, Her, her like, whole thing yeah. is like, listen, you know it's a bummer that your mom died, but you should probably just get laid by anybody, even this, like, jerk guy we brought over to your house. That's like your whole thing, the whole movie. See, I wonder if that was an intentional choice because the the body count in this movie is vast in comparison to other slasher movies. Yeah. So if it was like if we have to kill someone every twelve minutes, we can't. We don't want it to be like this emotion. Like you don't that, have time to make people invested when you know everyone's gonna die. Where in the classic movies, like in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, like four people die or something like that. It's like four or five. Mm-hmm. So they spend the ninety minutes getting you attached so those are meaningful. There's no time for meaningful deaths in Freddy versus Jason. That's true. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's a, a good point. point, yeah. I think there was some freedom in the lines as well because something I read when she gives that homophobic slur near oh, the yeah. end, the directors were not like happy with that 
But then, like, they still kept it in there. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I read a thing. It was like the director and a lot of the cast were really unhappy with it. But like, they left it in though. So. Right? Like, they could have just easily just like muted that. <laughs> Apparently, it tested just fine. Yeah. So, so, so anyways, different times. Different <laughs> that, times. that is very true. Two thousand three. Yeah. None of us are saying that word nowadays, but yeah, you know, people so anyway, said it back then. So, anyways, Jason apparently walks to Elm Street. I don't know the difference yeah. between yeah. where How Jason far is buried. Crystal Lake to Elm Street. Well, and that's the thing. When you, when you, oh, I, let me paint you a picture. Okay. Oh boy. In Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, okay. when they're in a convenience store that is allegedly. Near or around the Crystal Lake camp, there is something that says such and such New Jersey. It informs you that they're in New Jersey. That's true. That's never been explained canon-wise, but it also makes sense how Jason like hopped on a boat and made it to New York in not that long of a time. Right. I thought I heard that Friday that uh, Nightmare is in Ohio, though. Springwood, Ohio, a fictional tale where, as we talked about when we watched the movie together last year, look at those palm trees in the first movie. That's right. <laughs> Lovely, scenic palm trees in Ohio. But, yeah, Springwood's supposed to be in Ohio, so let's say Ohio to New Jersey. All right, so if we ignore that Pennsylvania exists, it's fine. <laughs> you can do it. Listen, this guy has been living <laughs> under the water for most of his life and or hunting in the woods and being a crazy undead murder man, he can walk through Pennsylvania to get to Ohio. Yeah, and if we know if we know anything about Jason is that he can like move pretty fast because he always shows up like he's just walking, but he'll show up in front of you and he'd be like, Well shit, he's fast. That's true. Where did he where did he like rematerialize? Was it in Crystal Lake? They never really say that, do they? I well, assume that's I where think, it was. I think what it is because at the end of um, uh, the Jason goes to hell, he dies in, around the Crystal Lake area, and he goes in the ground. Remember that famous like scene at the end where yeah, Freddy's Freddy. claw comes out and grabs his mask and pulls it down. So I'm assuming it's around Crystal Lake, and his body was just there. Okay, so his physical body is still there. He was just spiritually pulled into hell. Right. And then Freddie woke him up, and he got up, and he walked from New Jersey to Ohio. No. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I guess you've been laying around that much time. You, you I'm, sure, some energy. I'm sure a lesser man than Jason Voorhees has walked from New Jersey to Ohio. <laughs> it's true. It's not like he gets tired or needs food or water or anything like that. That's true. It's true. So uh, some guys come over to the house, and they're also a bunch of douchebags, yeah. as oh, yeah. uh, Hovercraft Joe was saying. Uh, one guy is sleeping with the hat girl. What's her name again? Gib. Gib. Gib, thank you. Gib goes to take a shower, and then that's where we see our second death, right? Yeah. Um, which is a pretty cool one. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> what, you mean when he stabs him repeatedly through the back with the machete and then folds the bed in <laughs> half on him? Yes. It's like a hospital bed, assumably. That's <laughs> how it folds in half. My wife says the same thing. She goes, why is that bold fed? I go, bed fold. I was like, it's a hospital bed. She goes, why? And I was like, eh. <laughs> I read too that the directors also weren't thrilled by that scene because of those similar issues. But I guess when they did a test screen of it, people loved it. So I loved like, it. We gotta keep it in. <laughs> it was cool. I like the idea though that Jason Voorhees shows up and he's like, you know what? These people on the bottom, the ground floor, I don't want to kill any of them. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak up to the second floor and that's where I'm gonna make my mark. No one was doing anything dirty on the first <laughs> floor. You had to murder those fornicators upstairs. Also, it's Jason true. has an mo. <laughs> It's true, but like I don't know. He seems to kill a lot of teenagers. I feel like I find it hard to believe that he killed that one person and then was like, all right, guys, peace out. <laughs> well, you know, he could just tell that he was being verbally abusive to that young lady, and he's like, this guy's life needs to get taken. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe he had to set the fear. If he would have killed everyone downstairs, then Freddie wouldn't have been able to start to show up in these people's dreams, maybe. Right, but the I, conversation might have 
been what? still kept quiet by the police. That I mean, I guess that's that, that's one way to look at it. But I feel like the the thing we're kind of showing the whole movie is that he can't control Jason. So I don't think oh, he's yeah. able to give Jason that specific <laughs> instructions <laughs> like go here, kill one person and then leave and they'll think it was me. For sure. I like when, when all the, the teenagers run outside and the cop conveniently like is patrolling yeah. right outside oh, the yeah, house. Oh, yeah, he's like right there. Yeah. He's like, do you need assistance? And they're like, what the fuck do you think? When she's got like blood all over her. <laughs> like, that's a sweet line. I so like the, the cops are there and they're kind of all like, people are kind of whispering about, oh, maybe it was Freddy. Maybe he's back. And they're like, it's the hey. same house, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, shut up. <laughs> like, don't say his name. Yeah. Keep it under wraps. We'll figure it out. He's like it, Lord Voldemort. You, you can't say his name. The no, chief no, stop. even said you, that. You shut your mouth right now. <laughs> Stupid, worthless, no-nose Lord Voldemort couldn't kill one child. Do you know how many innocent lives Freddy has taken? Don't you ever compare that hack Lord Voldemort to the true child murder king, Freddy Krueger. All right, let's get that clear right now. Voldemort, not scary. Freddy, terrifying. <laughs> He's not wrong. I'm Couldn't wrong. even kill one kid. <laughs> Couldn't even kill one. Listen, none of these teenagers had any sort of powers at all besides they're horny and drunk. So, I mean, anyone could murder a teenager. Don't you dare <laughs> underestimate horny and drunk. <laughs> I'm really tired of you today, Sphinx. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Uh, I only have to do it once a year. <laughs> so they, they take Lori to the police station. Uh, she falls asleep at some point, uh, has a dream. This is where she kind of learns about Freddy, uh, learns his name at least, and that he's coming back. Um, I mean, uh, then we're kind of over to Blake and his dad, and Blake's the guy that survived. His buddy was the one that got killed. Uh, he We find out he's dreaming, right. and, and Freddy tries to kill him in the dream. But he can't. Like, he's not strong enough yet. So uh, he ends up living and he wakes up. But then Jason's there. And there's that really weird scene where he wakes up from dreaming. He's like, oh, dad, I was dreaming. And he touches his dad. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad's head falls off. <laughs> <laughs> As if Jason was able to cut his head so finely that it was still attached. On, yeah, attached to his neck until he touched him. And then Jason's there and kills him, too. At that point, Jason had been murdering people for 20 years. Of course he can... He can cut someone's head off that smooth. I was gonna say Deadite was gonna have a response to that. So. <laughs> Don't uh, yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got a real good machete. You're 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 treading thin, thin ice like Sphinx. Okay. Oh no. I'm not gonna sit here and have you question Jason's ability to work a machete. Listen, no, I I am a hundred percent a so Jason at, at fan. At the end of this, at, at the end of this, I, I think we should probably pick like who are who are who our go to guy is. Yeah. Like who we think should have won. Uh, oh, okay. There we go. I'm curious to see who you guys are gonna pick. Okay. Um, then we're kind of introduced to uh, the the Weston Hills uh, Psychiatric Hospital. That's where Will and Mark are, and they first kind of get that mention of the hypnosil. So is right. that all from a previous movie, like the Will character and all that? Not the Will character, but Weston Hills and the hypnosil are. That was okay. established in Nightmare on Elm Street three, where that whole ta- that whole thing takes place in a that the Weston Hills Hospital and Hypnosil is the experimental drug to keep kids from dreaming. Got it. Um, I will say, for anyone interested, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is one of the better films in the series. Okay. It does it does play off very nicely with the first one set up, ignoring the train wreck that is the second film. <laughs> uh, it, it's a good one. Okay. 
So they see that he sees the news report about the murder at Lori's house. They had like a previous relationship and he's like, ah, crap, we got to get back, you know, because he was worried about Lori. So they steal some keys and they break out and they're like, okay, we're going to go back to. That's the thing I couldn't quite figure out. So his dad is, is his dad the, who's Will's dad? His dad is nobody. They don't talk about his dad. Then whose dad is the police chief? Nobody. No one's dad. Oh, man, You're really, trying to think of like Lori's dad? I really missed she, something. Lori's dad, dad was doctor. Was taken over by Freddy, Oh, Lori's, right? dad, Lori's dad was the doctor at the... At the psychiatric, at the psychiatric yeah. place. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He did yeah. some consulting who, who there. Killed his, who killed her, his wife, well, Lori's let's mom. Not, let's not jump ahead here. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Withers say that Will thinks he saw Lori's dad that's kill right. her. Yeah. That And that's like, supposedly he... Yeah, so that's kind of the backstory there. Got it. Uh, the police are covering it all up. They're saying, oh, Blake was the one that killed the guy, he killed his dad, and then killed himself. That's like their cover story, so they don't want the story spreading. I really like uh, what happens soon afterwards when we get the com- when we get the scenes in the high school. Working at a high school, it, it, these scenes always make me laugh. Like Gibbs, like smoking right outside the building. I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally legit. That could happen today. Well, and then the kids are handing out flyers for a rape in the middle of the hallway. It happened in 2003, and it could have happened in 2003 because. <laughs> We all went to high school together, and we knew the kids smoked not that far off school property. They had to cross the street, at least. But, I mean, she's, like, right on campus, like, freaking out. That's also (laughs) when they're introduced to one of my favorite characters, the guy that is obviously supposed to be, like, a knockoff Jay Muse in the movie. Oh, totally. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I keep calling him not Jay in the notes, and the other guy's kind of like a knockoff Jack Black, like, the, like, fatter guy. And they're, like, the ones that are like, hey, we're having a rave in the cornfield. Everyone come, you know, we need to mourn these guys' deaths. By so having a rave. So we're going to have a rave in the cornfields. <laughs> yeah, that rave party is is insane. If I face an untimely death, please have a rave in a cornfield in my honor. <laughs> Done. Sold. 100%. Um, and I think, With glow sticks for everybody. And I think that, like, Mark and Will are trying to kind of put it together, and they kind of figure out, they're like, well, uh, what if they put all the kids that had had contact or knew about Freddy, they basically locked them all away in the psychiatric hospital right. to kind of, like, quarantine them because they didn't want them talking about it and to, like, kind of get this lockdown on the Freddy Krueger name. That's Which like, makes sense. Then you feed them a bunch of hypnocil and then they're good to go. Well, right, and there's also like a thing where Mark's brother was killed by Freddy or whatever, and they said it was a suicide, but he saw it. So, right, who was it that was at the nurse at the high school? Who was it that was visiting the nurse? Well, Lori, it was a dream, right? Was it Lori? Well, no, they were. It was uh, it was Kelly Rowland, I think, that had that dream. Oh, was it Kelly that had the dream? I just, I really liked that. Scene. That was the one where he cut off her nose <laughs> and was like, "Got nose. your nose." Yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's looking through plastic surgery like articles in a magazine, right. and Freddie's claw comes out of uh, the page of the magazine. And goes, "Got your nose," and like rips it off. <laughs> I like that clip because I do that with my kids, and now I don't think I'll ever do it again. Uh, well, you can only <laughs> slice her nose off once. <laughs> I I know, but. Well, it's expensive to do it twice. Sure. <laughs> it's also very very graphic in the movie, so I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that to my children anymore. Good idea. Yeah, I think so. So then we get to this cornfield <laughs> rave, right? The cornfield rave. Yeah, I mean, the cornfield rave with Fat Billy Idol about the rape gib. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> such, that's so terrible. <laughs> what the hell? The cornfield rave is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, one of my favorite scenes in the series. I, there's just something... 
crazy about the setting of like the raven the cornfield like it's a really unique and memorable setting but how did the cars all get there and make a circle and there's only (laughs) one path into the rave party itself wouldn't all the corn be destroyed around it i'm not a a farm person (laughs) yeah obviously they brought the cars in knowing that they were gonna have a rave let the corn grow around them and then cut (laughs) the path that's what it was no 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 you guys have it all wrong (laughs) It's clearly a crop circle. Come oh, on, guys. Oh, there come it is. on. Oh, yep. So the right. cars were flown in via via alien spacecraft. Yeah, and that's it. why the crop circles exist. So, yep. so like Sphinx said, like Gib uh, passes out uh, at this party, and she has she's in like the dream world being stalked by Freddy, uh, and he's like about to kill her, and he's super excited, but then in the real world, Jason kills her and the creepy like glow stick guy. Yeah, Bill, fat Billy Idol, as and, I called him. And Freddy is so pissed <laughs> because Jason. That's mine. Yeah. No, no, she was mine. And then, then, then you're right. We get some awesome Jason stuff in this. He he takes that one guy's oh, yeah, head yeah. and twists it all the way around. Yeah. And like, it's so cool when he gets like set on fire. Yeah. And you get that great shot of him That's just what like. I'm saying it's yeah. a great scene. It, it's that awesome. Cool and he's scene. like walking through the cornfield on fire. It is really and cool. It, it's also like he's just fucking hacking everybody. Oh man. And it's all in the torso like yeah. every time. You, also, you forget when he when he stabbed through Fat Billy Idol oh, who was committing yeah. sexual assault. Yeah. Which. Thanks, Jason, for stopping the sexual <laughs> yeah. assaulter. Just saying. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all Thanks. okay now. <laughs> uh, and and Gib got murdered in the process, too, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he's just clumsy, that's all. Yeah, he's not, you know. Yeah, he's not the most coordinated guy. Unlike when I defended him 10 minutes ago about how smooth he can cut off someone's head. <laughs> uh, but then he goes and, like, flings the dead body. Yes. <laughs> on a pole and just flings it, like, a hundred yards. Seriously, there are so many fucking Flying bodies. Uh, it's <laughs> so movie. Good. There it's are so, so good. many bodies flying in the air in this movie. And, and we can touch on this a little more when we get to the end, but I think this is an important note for me to bring up that this movie, I feel like 100% positions Jason Voorhees as the hero of the movie. Yes. What? Well, I, we, can, get, we can talk about it later. Uh, you are correct. <laughs> I will defend it later. <clears throat> We'll we'll keep rolling. All right, I got well. I got a quick pop quiz. Here. Pop quiz, hot shot. When Freddy's trying to kill Gib in that boiler room scene, which that's a throwback to the first one, right? Isn't there like boiler room Bo- stuff a, going on? A boiler was, room is a common thread as Freddy was like a boiler maintenance guy okay. and got murdered in like a boiler room or whatever. That's right. That's yeah, I remember that from when we saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, he says the only thing to fear is fear itself. Who said that line in real life? John F. Kennedy. Nope. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt? Yeah, there you go. Mm. It was FDR. Hey! Wanted to throw some history uh, in there. And the line is, there, there's <laughs> nothing to fear but fear himself, and he points at himself with a claw. <laughs> there you go. So, so Will, Laurie, Kia... What? <laughs> Will, Laurie, Kia, Linderman, who we haven't really talked about, but he's not that important. And uh, <laughs> Hey, and I liked Linderman. He's the hero Linderman. in this movie, not Jason. And uh, fake J-Muse, they escape. Uh, Will tells Laurie that he saw her dad kill her mom. Then her dad her dad in this movie is crazy bananas. Like, he yeah. shows up and he is just, like, out of control. He's, like, attacking Will and he's, like... Which he's not being controlled by Freddy, right? No. So why is he acting like a fucking psycho? Because if this kid showed up that accused you of murdering your wife when you know that you didn't and you know this kid is supposed to be in a mental facility and he was creeping around your daughter I'd choke him too but he did do it or does he not think he did it do we know 
I think you missed a big plot point of the movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought he did no, kill he his wife. No, he didn't kill his wife. No, he didn't. I thought Freddy took over his body and killed her. No. no. Freddy killed her, and then, like, he, like, was there, but, like, Will saw it wrong or something like that, I think. Oh. Yeah, I he thought, was tr- coming in to try and I stop. I thought it yeah. was, like, he took over the body and, like, I don't fucking know how no, she movies fell all asleep. work. No, she fell asleep. Yeah, that's Freddy how Freddy killed kills. her in the dream world. I the thought maybe it was, was one of the other the shitty body. nightmare movies that maybe he started taking over people's bodies. In and number, tried to... in number two, there's a lot of body taken over. I don't. See, I don't. So that's what I thought. I maybe. don't want to talk about number two <laughs> today. That's that could be its own show. <laughs> that yeah. one's a mess. So, and another thing I found is funny is that the cops are, through this whole time, they're looking for Mark and Will because they broke out of the mental institute. Yeah, they're not looking for then fucking it, Jason well, or Freddy. Also, they don't go to Mark's house. That's where <laughs> yeah. they are. They're at, Mark's at his house and the cops are looking for him and they never just go and knock on the door because they're they're like, oh, we gotta do, go talk to Mark. He knows about Freddy Cougar. But then Mark, who's trying not to fall asleep, falls asleep and he has that like really creepy scene where his like brother is in the bathtub with blood and all that. Which was that you, Ethan? Are you the brother? <laughs> Am I the you, brother? T- you two look a lot alike. I watch a movie. I'm like, I think that's e- I think that's Dynamite in the bathtub. I right must now. have not been paying attention at that. Yeah, moment he was a, he was a very uh, orange man. <laughs> <laughs> you two look very All right. like even similar haircut and the whole nine yards. I just appreciate that. Yeah, and th- and that's where like during like before Freddy kills Mark, he's kind of monologuing and basically tells him his entire plan. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have Jason kill a bunch of people, and you guys will remember me. Listen, you're also missing uh, the the plot point here. That apparently the brother is trying to take wake aid oh, to keep right. him awake. That's right. I'm like, really? Wake aid? That's the most creative we could get here. <laughs> because I, we don't need to be creative. The movie's about murdering <laughs> as many teenagers <laughs> as possible, not about clever drug names. I guess. Because after they see Mark get killed. And then the one pill is one that goes down the drain. Or is that that's a different is that part that of the dream? dream? That yeah. was part of the dream. Yeah. Okay. Still. Because because then their plan is like, all right, we got to get as much of this hypnosil as we can. So let's go back to the psychiatric hospital because they got a ton of it. The young cop guy's like, hey, I'm gonna help you out. I know all about Jason Voorhees and gives them the background on Jason. I really like how. So it's like the kids are all in a basement, like scheming, like what are we gonna do? How are we gonna stop Freddy? How are we gonna stop Jason? And then, like casually, this cop walks in while they're all like getting high. And like, whoa, we're busted. Like, yeah. the cop just drops in on them. Like, <laughs> like, oh, hey, kids, I'm here to help you. Like, like that's a little little creepy, officer. <laughs> it's true. So they go to the psychiatric hospital, and then it gets, like, this movie just keeps getting more and more insane because Fake Jay decides to smoke a joint <laughs> while they're doing this caper, and then he, like, sees this giant, like, worm, I guess? Centipede, some shit. And he's, like, smoking pot with the worm? It was very confusing to me. But again, it's not far off from other things that have happened in other LG movies where Freddy appears as a giant worm or like a giant monster, but this one is sort of like a play on Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. There's this caterpillar type thing smoking, and the dude's <laughs> like, hi, like, yeah, I'm hanging out with this dude, like, smoking and being a giant caterpillar. <laughs> like, I guess if you're the stoner guy in a movie, you're super cool with seeing that happen and going with it. Because you've probably seen it before. Yeah, that wasn't a new experience. Stoner Jay does have my favorite line a little bit further back when he goes, that goalie's pissed about something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because, so through this, uh, Freddy takes control of fake Jay's body, like pours all that hypnosil down the drain, 
and then gets a bunch of like sedatives because he's like, oh, I got to like take Jason out or he wants to get Jason in the dream world. I think it's right. his whole plan. So, so this is where I also wrote down in my notes. Again, I've never seen this movie. I've only seen the originals of the two series. And I'm, I'm thinking the movie's called Freddy vs. Jason. The two haven't fought each other yet. I'm like, we're like an hour and 10 <laughs> minutes into this movie. Are the two going to actually get it on at this point? Ooh, get it on. Weird choice of words. Sphinx. <laughs> I'm like, when is this fight happening? Or is this fight even happening at this point? The main event of the pay-per-view is always at the end. <laughs> Bingo. You just don't get it. <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> so so the uh, Freddy possessed uh, fake Jay, he injects him with all the tranquilizer. Tra- tranquilizer? <laughs> oh boy. It's like... Uh, yeah, okay, I messed it up. Uh, so then, but then Jason cuts fake Jay in half. R.I.P. Fake Jay. Um, they and then they kind of have that battle in the dream world where it's like things just get freaking nuts in the dream so when world. The pinball machine <laughs> noises are going off and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddy is like kicking Jason's ass in the dream world, and yeah. he's like in that thing. And it's like ding, 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 ding. Like he's in a giant pinball machine, uh, and he finds out that like Jason's afraid of water, which is like I don't know if that's something that's really been established in the canon that he's like afraid of water. And is Freddy actually afraid of fire? Because that's kind of how they try yeah, to place the ending here. I don't remember him ever being specifically afraid of fire, and I don't remember Jason ever being specifically afraid of water. I'm trying to remember there could have been a moment in Wes Craven's new nightmare, which doesn't really fit in the rest of the Elm Street canon, where Freddy was a little nervous around fire, but I don't, I don't think so. I think this was a stretch. Okay. So th- their plan is like, okay, we're going to get... Uh, their plan is to go to Crystal Lake because um, they find out earlier in the movie that Lori can like bring stuff out of the dream world because she brings like uh, the, Freddy, ear, the right? ear out, right? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. So they, they all, yeah. so all the girls that have lived in that house have been able to do that. So, uh, so their plan is like, all right, we'll take them to Crystal Lake. We'll have her go into the dream, pull Freddy out, and then we'll have Jason kill him. That's their plan, but they're they're driving to Crystal Lake, which we now know is quite far from where they are, <laughs> and they're like trying to keep Jason like sedated the whole ride so he doesn't wake up. And at one point, because of what Freddy's doing, the dream world he starts drowning. So Kelly Rowland has to give him mouth to mouth so he like yeah doesn't die. And that's when the truck flips, right? Yeah, he wakes up and then the van crashes, right? Um, and that's where we kind of find out which he goes airborne <laughs> Jason fucking flies out of that van <laughs> like crazy like Superman so that's why when she's in the dream world that's where uh, she finds out that Freddy was the one that actually killed her mom and not her dad uh, and she wakes up and brings him I must, in, in I must have missed that part yeah and so she wakes up pulls Freddy out he's in the real world and that's when we get into like the last 20 minutes of the movie which is basically just the prolonged fight scene the Freddy versus Jason, if you will, of, of it all. Yeah, which finally happens. Which, like, this final fight. <laughs> there is so much going on in this final fight. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> well, I would say it's ridiculous in a good way. No, it's not. It's uh, just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's ridiculous in the greatest way. <laughs> I feel Listen, like- is it Freddy or was it Jason that somehow they knocked over the gas tank and that started a fire? They knocked over the no the what's her name was spraying the gas. Yeah, they no, were try- no. Before that, like someone was walking. I think it was Freddie, and like a, a gasoline, just like a small one, like fell over and like it immediately <laughs> caught flame. I'm like, how did this happen? Like, how did this start? I don't remember. Man, that part. Shit happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're like fighting. Well, like, you have two two murderous maniacs. Yeah, and the things are gonna light on fire. It just happens. <laughs> and like Freddy's kind of doing like kung fu, and like he's like jumping around, stabbing them. And there's so many air tanks at this place that at one point he's yeah. like, he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like. Cutting the top of the air tanks and they're flying like missiles and he's trying to hit Jason with them. And they're all missing pieces of themselves, right? Like in the earlier fight, you know, both of Freddy's arms are taken off and then there's just chunks of Jason flying all over the place. Oh yeah, this final fight is so brutal. They're like stabbing each other and the one thing I was like, why is why does J- Voorhees still have so much blood in him? He's bleeding yeah. so much. He's basically a zombie at this point. You wouldn't think he'd have that much blood in his system. I wrote in my notes, there is so much damn blood. Yeah. And then at one point, so Freddy gets his arm ripped off, right? Yeah. And then, then Jason takes the arm and stabs Freddy through the chest <laughs> with, with his, his own, own arm. arm. Yeah, it's friggin' sweet, actually. That was pretty great. I did enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, and um, then eventually Freddy gets a hold of the machete, and they're kind of fighting each other with, with the opposite weapon. Yeah. And then at some point, Kelly Rowland gets killed, too. We didn't mention that. She got killed earlier. Yeah, yeah she got killed earlier. Well, Linder, Linderman yeah. got stabbed. Sphinx's uh. true hero of the movie <laughs> got, got murdered. Yeah, Linderman got murdered, I too. Know. I think Poor Jason Linderman. just cuts her in half. No, no, he lays against a tree bleeding. Yeah, because he gets yeah. like he gets stabbed in the side. Because he gets thrown against like a... Uh, uh, I guess it's oh, like yeah. a shelf stand or a hanging hook or <laughs> yeah, something goes, on the wall. It goes through him. Yeah. yeah, he gets punctured by some piece of metal attached to the wall. <laughs> yeah, and, and then and so Key is like, "I'm gonna go get some help," and he's like, "Okay," and then he just dies. Yeah, and she gets like flung across the the field and just like slams into a tree. I think. Yeah, and then uh, Freddy's line, "How sweet dark meat." That's uh, so. <laughs> I also had a note on how. How much that lack taste. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. is bad. Yeah. Even for a series that's been pretty low brown. <laughs> how sweet dark meat. It was like, Ooh. Not good. So, like you said, they're they're hacking and they're just killing each other. And then it gets to that point where Jason stabs Freddy through the chest with his own arm. Uh, and I think it ends up with, uh, she takes the machete, uh, Lori does, and yes. cuts off Freddy's head. Right. And then they both kind of like disappear into the water. Yeah, right? they both. Kind of, yeah, Jason falls in the water. Well, because they then... like the dock with all the the gasoline, and the dock blows up, yes. and like they they disappear, and they're like, "Hey, we won. Everything's cool. They're both dead." But then the final scene that we get oh, is Jason walking out of the lake, carrying Freddy's head. <laughs> and Fred, oh, God. He, and then Freddy, <laughs> who's still alive, and he winks at the camera. <laughs> And that's it. That's the end. Yep. That fucking wink. <laughs> I was like, come on. Are you serious? So, so essentially there's no real winner in this <laughs> movie. Who who did you guys think? Who who Who's your guy in there's this? There's a whole bunch of losers in this movie, including people that watch it. Who's your, who's your guy in this movie? Are you a Freddy or a Jason? I have to pick between those two. Yeah. I guess I like... Who would you have rather see, saw, like, clean win this? So I like Freddy because I liked his plan. I like that he's a thinker a little bit. He's got some scheming that's going on. Jason's just a fucking zombie, in my opinion. I'm on camp. I'm in camp Jason. I'm Voorhees all the way. Yeah. I think the, just the brooding, silent, kill him if you see him, I like it. I, I'm team Jason too. Um, and, and as we talked about and kind of alluded to him and get into it, he is the hero of this movie. Yeah. 
he is given a sympathetic backstory, which we're shown where he's miss he's a, like a deformed child. He's he's teased. He's made fun of by all these kids at camp. Pushed into the water. No one cares. He drowns, and then he comes back for revenge. Why? And, why was Freddie killed again though? Like, why did all the parents kill him? Because he was because he, he was a child molester. Children. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I guess I there's can. nothing sympathetic I guess he about Freddie. Have any sympathy? Yeah, there. because I think what they said it was like. He, I think because they show a paper and it's like like child molester set free or whatever. Like he didn't get convicted. So all the parents went to his That's right. house okay. and burned him alive. Okay. But yeah, I'm totally Jason all the way in this. Now, there is some some debate between the Friday the 13th fans and the Nightmare on Elm Street fans. Um, and I strongly believe that the Nightmare on Elm Street fans are correct in claiming that this is our eighth movie or whatever it'd be seventh movie whatever it falls yeah i think it'd be the eighth nightmare on elm street opposed to being the true 11th friday the 13th movie because freddy is the antagonist of the film mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. that doesn't mean jason is necessarily the protagonist but freddy krueger is the one pulling the strings he is the true antagonist of this movie making it a nightmare on elm street movie at its core uh so i i think without a doubt he is the one that is the one pulling the strings, orchestrating the film. The whole film really revolves around him and his scheme, so it's it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, in my opinion. So who would you rather see win? Freddy Krueger. <laughs> He's a way better character than Jason Voorhees. Right. Man, we are split. We don't have a tie <laughs> vote either. So, so I'd like to bring up this fact. The movie ends with Jason and Freddy coming out of the lake, a very foggy lake in the daytime. I've always been under the belief that they are in the dream world or afterlife as they're exiting the lake. That's not Jason exiting the lake in the true reality that the people exist within. And that's how we get the wink. That's how we get all of that, that it's either Freddy still manipulating the dream world or they're in some sort of hell. I agree with you. And that's why he's doing the wink. And I agree with you on that part. Freddy is still... In control of the situation. That's why yes. you get the wink at the end. Right, so. I kind of like that, actually. I did not think that <laughs> deep I, I, into that. I went, he fucking winked at me. This movie's over. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, agree you, I mean, you've seen the movie once. I've seen the movie 20 times. So. <laughs> Fair enough. I like had more time to I, analyze I, I watch that it about seen. once a year. It's a, it's a pretty frequent October watch for me. Fair enough. I like that they said that the original cut of this movie was two and a half hours long. Yeah. Wow. And Good it's a, God. This it, was fine as an hour and which, a half. Yeah, which means like there was like an hour of this movie they got cut. <laughs> That's crazy. Yikes. Do we have any role reversals, LPJ? You know what? I do, actually. Oh, my okay. computer is not... Hold on. It's, it's rebooting. There we go. Mm. Good work there. Oh, man. Freddy versus Jason. I got winked at by Freddy Krueger. That's all I just keep thinking about. All right, right role now. reversals. So I have... So actually, the majority of the role reversals I have are for directors. Um, so for the director... Rob Zombie actually turned down this film. Interesting. I actually didn't know that. Wasn't he yeah. working on the Thousand Corpses? That's what he did. He turned this down so he could do House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. This was actually also offered to Peter Jackson. I did know that. That's bizarre. <laughs> well, Peter Jackson started as a horror film director. Dead Alive. Yep. Many, many famous directors got their Okay, but 2003, horror. he's now doing Return of the King. Well, that's like, true. Like, he is well gone beyond the horror genre at that point. Yeah, well, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if 
she maybe was like this, back in the 80s when they were thinking yeah, about it? Yeah, I think this was like earlier on. Okay. Uh, and then Stephen Norrington, who directed Blade and you know, various other movies. Okay. Yeah, that would probably make sense. I think he would have been fine too. I, actually, yeah. I, I think maybe having a director like a Stephen Norrington or a Rob Zombie do it, I think the movie may have turned out a little bit better. Which, which is interesting that you mentioned Blade, because I saw that uh, David S. Goyer did yes. a uncredited rewrite of the script. Yes, he did. I also know one thing. If Peter Jackson did this movie, it would have been three hours, <laughs> not right. an hour and a also half. Also true. Now, <laughs> I, I really enjoy a selection of Rob Zombie's work. I actually really like his Halloween, which we may have seen stylized, stylistically reflected in this film. But Rob Zombie in 2002, 2003, The House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie was a really rough and sort of experimental director. I don't think this movie in in that time period would have turned out good at all with Rob behind the helm. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, I could see that. The other role reversal I have is for Will. Uh, so Brad Renfro. Yeah, I saw this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ian Somerhalder uh, from Vampire Diaries. They thought he was too pretty. I don't know who these two people did you, are. Did you see that they said that they had basically cast Brad Renfro? Yes. But then he showed up and he was like strung out on coke, so they fired him. Who's yep. Brad Renfro? I'm sorry. I don't he know was an actor. I think he's dead now. I think he died of yeah, drugs. Yeah, fairly certain he died But of like, drugs. what was he in? Uh, he was in some, it was in like a Winona Ryder movie, and he's been in a couple different. Just kind of like teen movies yeah, type like of stuff? Movies, yeah, teen movies. Yeah, okay. Um, did you see that they said that the original ending, did you see about that, what they wanted to have for this, is they wanted to have, like, it would it would pick up with uh, Freddie and Jason back in hell still fighting, and then, like, Pinhead? Yes. I did see From that. the Hellraiser movies that show up, and it's going to be like, what is this all about, gentlemen, or something like that? But it turns out, like, they didn't have the rights for Pinhead, so they're like, oh, I guess we can't do it then. They didn't no. want to pay for the rights for Okay, Pinhead. that's what it yep. was, yeah. All right, I think it's time that we rate this bad boy. Yep. Mr. Deadite Knight. What's the rating scale again? One to five with machine half. Guns. One to five machine guns. You have machine guns you can do. Uh, you can go first or you can have somebody else go first. It's a five, man. I love this movie. <laughs> it, no, if you look at it from a Nightmare on Elm Street movie and a Friday 13th movie, if you like those movies, they did a really good job bringing the two together. In all honesty, outside of like serious Freddy Krueger you get in the first and second film, the, the comedic route they take Freddy Krueger on to a point got really bad. Like if Nightmare on Elm Street 6 is like unwatchable. It's terrible because it's all punny. It's all quips and one-liners. This really blended the two of the scary, serious, angry Freddy with a little bit of wit and the, the pinball stuff and some of the comedy of it. So from a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, I look at this and go, this is really a blend of everything. Everything you like about Freddy Krueger put into a film. And then Jason Voorhees is here, who I also really like. They do a fine enough job tying the stories together. I love this movie, and I give it a five. I know know it's (laughs) not going to win any Academy Awards. It never did, but I I think it's a great blend of the horror genre, and I love it. It's a a dream match. I'll go next. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually going to pull something that, uh, that Joe did on a recent episode with the searchers. Okay. Like this is again, I think we're, we're in this territory where how action of an action movie is this, right? The last 20 minutes is just all action of the two fighting each other. But I mean, this is a horror movie, right? So I think for that purpose as a horror movie, it's like a four machine gun type of horror movie. It does all the things a horror movie needs to do and wants to do, but as an action movie, 
not a fan. It's like a two machine gunish. In fact, I might even say like a one machine gunish. So I'm going to give this as a like an aggregate, like an added total here. I'll give it two and a half machine guns. All right. Um, I enjoy this movie. Um, I don't know that I would sit and watch it every year, though. Are you, are you criticizing Deadite? You <laughs> no, kind of you stared right into his eyes when you said well, that. I, I, it's like it's when Spencer's going to ask you the weird like, it's "Would you ban your brother?" Stare. Question. You look at your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. Uh, no, it's more of an apologetic kind of like. You know, I really, I definitely see your point. Oh. And if I was coming at it from the same angle as you, I would give it a five also. But just as a collective whole of a movie, I'm saying more like a three. Um, I enjoy it a lot, and I definitely like, you're right, it absolutely blends the two series very, very well. So I'd say in general, I, I would give it a, probably a three. Um, I, I'm not too far apart from you, uh, but I, I agree a lot with what Dead Eight was saying. That it says for what the, the crazy concept of this movie is and these two giant, you know, uh, characters that everybody knows. It, this movie does a really good job of putting them together in a plot which is is believable enough in the context of these films. You know, it's like, oh, you know, like that makes sense and that's a good way. And it's fun. I mean, some of it's dumb, obviously, but it's a fun movie to watch. And I, I and I think it's good. I, I, maybe there's other things that I'd probably watch in the canon more, but I, I'd probably give this three and a half machine guns. That's where I'm at. All right. Oh, one one other thing I just wanted to do, and I and Dead Eye might have mentioned this, but people that like this, what would you say recommend? What's another uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie? What'd you say if they're gonna watch one other one? If you're if you're if you've already seen one, let's just assume you've seen the original because many have. Uh, I think other highlights in the series are three, as I mentioned earlier, uh, which is Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Warriors. And then uh, actually Nightmare on Elm Street 7, Wes Craven's New Nightmare is a really interesting uh, piece because it focuses on Freddy transcending from the dream world into reality from fiction into reality. So it, it's, it's, it tells a different story. And um, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it's a, it's actually a very good entry in the series that gets overlooked because it doesn't really fit in the canon of the series. It's a very weird movie. Cool. And if I was going to recommend a Friday the 13th one, uh, part six, Jason Lives. Six is great. Is probably my favorite of all those. But I like three a lot, too, because it's super ridiculous and it was yeah. filmed in 3D and the 3D effects look so weird when you're watching them not in 3D. Yep. Two is really good, too, though. Yeah, two's good too. Two has Don't a sleep great, on four. Two has <laughs> a great kill uh, with the guy in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, that is that is pretty good. I, I would say collectively, I think Friday Thirteenth as a series has more consistent quality. Even though I like the high points of the Elm Street series, I enjoy much more. If you look at a consistency of this was at this level of decency the whole way through, Friday Thirteenth is is a more consistent series. Yeah, I agree with that. Cool. All right. Uh, Deadite, thank you so much for being on our uh, show today. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy it wasn't The Crow 2. <laughs> can, can I briefly talk before we wrap up about the sequels that the sequel that never was? Yes. Sure. In Jason Goes to Hell, which is Friday 13th 9, they set this film up. As 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 right. Hovercraft Joe alluded earlier, the f the end of, the end of that movie is Jason's mask sitting in the sand and Freddy's glove coming up and grabbing Jason's mask and pulling it down into the sand. That was like 1992-ish yep. when that happened. And then the movie didn't happen for 11 years after that. There was another tease to what they wanted the sequel 
to Freddy versus Jason to be. While a police officer or whatever is searching the Jason Voorhees home, he comes across Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead series, if you're not familiar because you're an action movie fan and not a horror movie fan, uh, my namesake, uh, I, they call me Deadite. My PlayStation name is The Deadite Knight. Deadites are the evil entities in the Evil Dead series. And there was, at the time, hoped to be a sequel to Freddy vs. Jason that was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. It was made in co- non-canon comic book form, which yep. I do have most of the books. It was two different uh, six-part uh, issues. And uh, basically... They talk about how Freddy uses the power of the Necronomicon to get his power and control Jason and how they're both actually deadites and Ash has to fight them. And uh, it, it, to me, who's a fan of all three series, and again, as much as I'm a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, I'm right there on, on Evil Dead fan. Uh, I, I absolutely loved seeing all that connection and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, in Evil Dead, Freddy, Evil Dead 2, Freddy Krueger's claw is in the movie. Nice. Great. That would have been in the shed. That would have been an You're awesome right, sequel. Yes. I remember that now. So that's my little bit of trivia about the sequels that never were, but it is in comic book form if you want to eBay it. I like <laughs> it. And I would say, too, kind of to, to take over, we're going to ask you about some plugs that you do on the show. But Dead and I, um, by the you know, by the time of this airing, we will have done a couple of special episodes of Last Action Podcast actually devoted towards some horror movies. So uh, check back into those. We, we've been releasing them uh, each Friday through the month of October. Um, again, last year I did the blogs. This year we wanted to do just a little 30-minute uh, episode and whatnot um, for those. So we hope you enjoy those, and Deadite will be able to share a lot more of his horror movie knowledge uh, as we go through those. Anything you want to plug? I am on the GameZilla podcast, which is sort of the namesake of GameZilla Media. We cover current uh, events in the world of video games. So if you want to listen to about current events in gaming, it's the GameZilla podcast. Yeah. And we also have... We'll do it real quick. We got to do the business. We got Legend of Retro on Thursdays. We got Noobs and Dragons Season 2 on Wednesdays. And we got Noiseland Arcade on Sundays. We have our streamers. We have our blogs patreon.com slash games media please give us some support deadite once again yeah, thank thanks. you so yeah. much for coming on happy halloween everybody yes happy yes. halloween happy everybody halloween and with that said this episode of the last action podcast has been terminated but we'll be back 